You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And hey, this is the part of the podcast where we direct all of our attention to the inquiries, the questions, and the curiosities of you, the fine Foxborough faithful the peoples of Pat's nation, Andy Hart sitting in with your old pal Fitzy here for the Six Rings Pod mailbag. Andy, kind I took sexist, it to no. What's that? Kind of sexist. All right, part, uh, parcel bag should be a female bag. No, it should not. See, that's that's also exclusive. So it should just be a. And it's not a person bag. It should just be a question bag. A bag right. bag. Now I feel like we have ruined the entire segment before we. <laughs> This is why I probably should have just done it myself again. Damn it. All right. Uh, I took it to uh, the old at Fitzy GFY Facebook, where there's a thriving community of Pats fans. Um, we had dozens and dozens of questions. I have culled what I believe to be the best eight for today's robust discussion of Patriots offseason needs. Let's get it going. Andy, Erica Melmed says, guys, what's the plan for special teams? No slate, potentially no punter. No coach? What's the deal? Well, they have coaches. Certainly, it seems Cam Accord is back in some form or fashion. Joe Judge is back in some form or fashion. So you have two guys right there that have been special teams coaches running the units in the National Football League to various degrees of success and or failure, depending on which guy you're talking about and which time period. Um, the Slater thing I found interesting because certainly seems like he's retiring, but should be a guy who said... Throughout his career, he really had no interest in coaching and no interest in going down the NFL road. And, you know, he committed the time and now it's the family's time and sort of balance everything out. Now has made comments that he might be open to a coaching job if he were asked to go down that road. So Slater, to me, is the most interesting part of that question as a potential assistant special teams coach. Yeah. Could you imagine like that kind of gets me hyped knowing you still got that voice in the room that you still have that leadership, that presence, the accountability, the positivity of Matthew Slater brings to the table. I I think that too, except the last couple seasons would fly in the face of that. He was in that room. He was the head of the accountability and they sucked. (laughs) They were all tried. Yeah, he did. No, no, no. It wasn't, it wasn't for, not not only was it not for lack of effort or spirit, or emotion. You always got that out of sl- I mean, he sh- I mean, it's tough to be a gunner who's closer to NCAA a- AARP than NCAA at this point on in an NFL team. You stepped on your own joke there. Damn it. No, I did. All right. Um, but people got it. I, I got it. Uh, so that's the only thing I would say. I would love to have him involved because I think that's great. And anyone who's followed special teams over the years knows that those guys, the Larry Izzo's, the Matthew Slater's are borderline coordinators while mm-hmm. they're playing they they get together the the group meetings for more film and they get their own game planning like they are significant contributing factors into the process as players so keeping slater in that would be great 
but you got to be better. You got to be better in that area. You, too many mistakes a year ago um, that that were just costly. And I'm intrigued, by the way, if we're talking about Slater moving on, the Slater in training, my guy, Brendan Skula. Skula, Skula. Skula rocks. Um, I'm intrigued to see how he develops, if he legitimately is that next eight, 10 yeah. year special. Dude had a good rookie season before Very he good. got dinged up. Like, what did he have? Three fumble recoveries. Like he was a playmaker and a touchdown. Like, Brother school, uh, as Matthew Slater called, yeah, and like on one of the memes of the year, one of the moments of the year, giving Belichick the football and him looking at it like, Jesus Christ, what, what do you get this out of here? Get this like out a of dog that brought a squirrel head to the back door. Like, do you really think I'm going to do anything with this? <laughs> right. um, Drop I would also like to address real quick some of the other notes. Um, our pal Andrew Callahan had a nice piece in the Herald this week about how the Patriots could make some salary cap room and free up some cashola to make some offseason moves. A couple of them said tough cuts would be releasing Jake Bailey and Nick Folk from their contractual obligations and going younger and cheaper at punter and place kicker. If you can get me Jake Moody in the draft, the kicker from Michigan, who was just absolutely nails last season and has a giant leg. I'm in as much as I do love Nick Folk coming up short on some of those big kicks in the tough conditions. And also he's making a lot of money. Jake Bailey. Um, that might be all folks, especially considering the disagreement between he and his agent and the Patriots over his rehabilitation. So you can save some money there. And as far as other elements of special teams go, you can't be in much better hands as far as your return game goes than Marcus Jones and nothing else. Like, And as they said in Marvel Comics and Stan Lee, enough said. I mean, like you've got like maybe the most electric, the most electric return man in the NFL today. Marcus Jones is a stud. So in transition in some elements, but special teams will definitely be better next year, Andy. Calvin McLaughlin. Guys, what will it take for, and he puts it in quote, fans to back the F off of Mac Jones? He had a sophomore slump and a defensive coach as his offensive coordinator. Who the hell would have succeeded with those circumstances? Sounds like Calvin calls them Foxborough frauds as well. Well done, Calvin, with your I air knew quotes. that I was just a nice piece of steak right there for you. I agree with him. I don't really understand the Mac hate. And it's not just fans. I would lump in expatriates, media members, analysts, ripping Mac for his, as Boomer Esiason calls it, douchiness on the field. Pissy antics and gestures. I think that those are the real frauds. The Julian Edelmans and Boomer Esiason mm. who would be thrown in that situation and not react. Wow. They are. They're absolute frauds. Put your career in jeopardy by giving you a a coach that is not very good at his job and is not prepared and is not qualified and competent. And we read about the dysfunction thanks to forementioned Andrew Callahan and Karen Garigian in the Boston Herald. So do I think Matt, we've, we've talked about this ad nauseum that do I think Max great? No. Do I think he's a bit of a dink personality wise? Yes. But there are some people that are just bullying and berating and piling on him after a horrific season that was, the list of issues were were well above his pay grade before you got to criticizing Max. We don't so. have enough time to go over them when we spent way too much time in, uh, on podcasts, social medias, broadcasts, wherever you could have found it this year. I'm done with all of that. I mean, we can have our fun laughing at some of his off-season workout videos, his trainers putting out, looking like he's doing jazzercise at the Planet Fitness. But you know what? He's committed. He wants to re-earn the respect. He wants to get back to playing at a high level in the NFL. His teammates love him. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of things that the guy does right in the locker room and on the field. 
I gave him the mulligan on the season. I hope everyone else will. I want to go back to thinking we've got a future under center in Foxborough and that he can be the long-term solution. So everyone, please back the F off Mac Jones like Calvin and Andy Hart have said and give him a chance to re-win your respect and your love and more victories than losses this season. Just a season with the old B.O.B. Just give him like a give him a couple of months with the Bob and we'll see what happens. And when Mac Jones, you know, I can already hear it. Week seven in the NFL. Get up on ESPN. Greeny here. Mac Jones, the Mac attack is back. What exactly brought about the return of the Mac? We'll discuss with our crew. Plus other hacky sports takes. You know, it's coming, Andy. Well, I hope it's coming. I don't know it's coming because I believe it's coming. There is a chance they broke him permanently. That Humpty Dumpty never got no. put back together again. No, we will put him back together again. Bill O'Brien okay. can do it, I believe. Uh, Patrick Williams, what should we fans consider, quote, success for the 2023 season? I thought this was a good philosophical quote, like a nice mm. open-ended, argumentative type debate question. What will be? What will you consider success for the 2023 season? Competitive competency that has you in the playoff picture late in the year. I can't guarantee you're going to make the playoffs. I can't guarantee you're going to win... 10 games, 11 games, like some of that falls into place as the schedule unfolds and all of those various details, but be a competent, competitive football team that doesn't give games away, that can execute offensively, that looks capable when they take the field. That that would be it for me. Okay, more touchdowns than field goals, fewer mistakes that harken back to the, the last couple of years so that we can start describing Patriot football as what it was prior to 2020, 2021, and especially 2022, and being alive for a playoff spot, if not maybe returning to the postseason. Because, got some news for you folks, Buffalo, they might take a small step back, but they're still going to be pr- pretty, pretty, pretty good. The Miami Dolphins, they were an injured quarterback away from possibly competing for the division title until everything kind of went south with the Tua injuries. Who knows what his health is like? They just hired Vic Fangio. They're going to be explosive on offense again. The defense likely is going to get better. And what if the Jetropolitans, uh, once he emerges from his darkness retreat, which is what I call my time spent on this podcast with you, what if Aaron Rodgers, what if they get Aaron Rodgers? You could have an absolute street brawl for the AFC East this year, which will be fascinating, compelling content for radio, podcast, broadcast, and more. But there's no, you know, there's no guarantee that Pats will just be able to zip right, you know, get in the easy pass and zip to the top of the AFC East again. But it's going to be fun. Just don't well, make mistakes. I think everybody in the AFC, maybe actually, maybe not Buffalo. I think everyone else in the AFC East is going to be better. Every mm-hmm. Patriots included. Bill O'Brien makes you better. Jets will not have Zach Wilson losing games. That makes them better. Even if it's just Jimmy Garoppolo or whoever mm-hmm. else, if it's not Carr, uh, excuse me, if it's not Rodgers. And I think Fangio makes the Dolphins better. Yep. Quarterback situ- So I think everybody in the, the East is going to be a better division next year. So you have mm-hmm. to keep pace and find a way to be more mo better, as mo they better. say, better. than some yeah. of the other teams. More than yeah. just better, you have to be more better. Mo better blues. Uh, Jordan Watson, one of my favorites, uh, regular contributor on, uh, all the platforms. Okay. Fitzy, if Robert Kraft called you tomorrow and said, we need you as general manager, <laughs> it, gets, it gets better. This is fun. This is why we mailbag in the off season. I would say the organization is sunk and 
maybe start watching more Revolution games. And let's go Celtics. Remember when I said Matt Patricia should have turned down the offensive coordinator job Mm -hmm. because he's incapable? Fitzy, I hope you'd be man enough to say, Robert, appreciate it, but sorry. Thank you, Mr. Thank you, Mr. K. But I could also like I could be I could be a figurehead general manager, and then I could let people that actually know the game of football do the real work. Yeah, well, maybe if you stop trolling me on the podcast, maybe I would put you in secret counsel, Hart. Um. All right. So, all right. I'm now the, I'm the GM. I've been given a lifetime of IPAs and the chowder of my choice. What would be my first move in the off season? Andy, I'm going to, and now as you, uh, um, with you being uh, sort of my uh, conciliary here as the secret, we are now the, the dynamic duo of the Patriots draft. Yours is trade for a number one wide receiver. Trade for T. T Higgins. Higgins. I would swing for the fences. Trade fourteen. We're gonna we're gonna lube up the Bengals a little bit so that we get something in return with T Higgins to lessen the draft uh, fall off there with the fourteenth pick. But we have T Higgins. We hand him the hundred million dollars it's gonna take, and Mac Jones is in love. Uh, My first move of the offseason. Uh, commit to getting a starting left tackle that'll be a dominant force in the NFL for the next 10 years. No, but now, who, whether, how? I need details. Well, no, no, details. no. But I, I, whether, I, whether I go out and try to find somebody in free agency, we're having the internal discussion. Everyone's in our little war room right now. Orlando whether Brown. we identify that as someone who can be had in free agency, like an Orlando Brown, someone we could trade for, like Garrett Bowles of the Denver Broncos, because they might have to pare down some salaries to be able to make a few moves and get some draft capital now that they pissed it all away for Mr. Unlimited. Or do we invest in the draft and get a Peter Skaronsky or the tackle from uh, Brock Wilkerson or whatever the hell his name is, uh, the big dude from Georgia? Broderick Jones. Broderick Jones, same person. You weren't close. I, I didn't need to be. People had, you know, that's what Jones. you're here for. It's Jones. It's a simple name. Okay, it is, right? Jones and Jones. Jones taking care of Jones. The Jones Jones, brothers. Jones, 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 Jones. That'll be I. We definitely need it. I know there's there's a surfeit of Joneses already. I would just love to see the Jones section at the Patriots Pro Shop. If Broderick Jones comes in and you've got, we got them all. We got Jack Jones, Mac Jones, Marcus Jones, Broderick Jones. But isn't the verb jonesing bad? It means you're seeking like you're fiending for? Jonesing for talent? Obviously now the Patriots will be jonesing for talent. A championship. Oh, see, jonesing for talent. You've been out of the so you've been out of your work with the social media team for far too long. You missed that was right there in front of your face, and you missed it. So that would be my first move. Andy goes for the receiver. I firm up. However, we're going to commit to. I firm up our commitment to pursuing a starting left tackle. You sound like a politician. I firm up our commitment to pursuing. Let me tell you right now. No more mailbags with Andy Hot on this podcast. (laughs) Devin Nunn, what do you think the general consensus is from viewpoints of the diehards versus the spoiled pink hat fair weather fans Pitsy. of the direction of the organization? Uh, so is Andy, let me uh, let me translate. Do you think the Foxborough faithful, the people you call you people, the frauds, the diehards, uh, how do they feel about the direction of the organization right now? Well, encouraged, relieved? I think encouraged. Uh, I think Bill O'Brien was a positive like that moved the needle in a positive direction and i would go to the poll we talked about earlier 48 percent believe they'll be back in the super bowl in the next five years mm-hmm. i mean that's relatively optimistic right that's half your fan base and my followers are mostly patriot fans so it's a mm-hmm. large sampling a good polling of 
Patriot fans. Mm-hmm. So half of them think they're going to be in the Super Bowl. I think that's optimistic that they bottomed out. That last year was a a lost year, but also a valuable year in like, ah, oh, we porked it. We really need to change the way we're doing things. It's the old Batman's dad principle. Why do we fall down, Bruce? So we can learn to pick ourselves up again. Now, we didn't, didn't have to go down. through. They, they intentionally fell on their faces, but, yes. you know, I get what your point is. Well, may, maybe we'll just learn in the end that that was a sim because they wanted to see how Mac would respond to criticism, uh, turbulence, turmoil, strife, difficult times. You know, as, as, as uh, you know, we only had to go for a couple of years without being relevant or dominant again. Like, it's we're not talking about, like, Jerry Thornton's from Darkness to Dynasty where they're just like a laughing stock for decades, and then all of a sudden we get a few kicks at the can, and then a few decades later we are the double dynastic franchise that all people set their standards to for professional sports. Yeah, I would say right now I I'm encouraged. So there's the word I will, I will walk away from that question with, I think the, the Foxborough faithful are encouraged about the direction of the organization. All right, let's wrap, let's semi rapid fire. These final three, uh, Tom Bishop, if Bill's not going to be the coach of the next Super Bowl team, then why is he still the coach? Wait, what? Uh, he, he's hearkening back to Tom Curran's thing saying like Bill Belichick will not be the coach of the next iteration, the next Super Bowl iteration of the Patriots. So but why is he still the an, coach? That's just an opinion. He could be the coach of the Patriots in the Super Bowl this year. Like you never know in Las Vegas, it could be the Patriots versus the Eagles. Like, like just cause Tom Curran says it's over his dead body. Doesn't mean it's actually a fact mm-hmm. um, because they still believe that he is the best man for the job, is motivated. Now you can talk about motivations for records and Shula and, and those types of things or whatever, but do so do you believe he's not the best man for the job right now? I 100% believe he is the best man for the job. He just got a little out over his skis and took on too many responsibilities. Robert Kraft getting involved, reminding him, hey, you don't have to do everything. That's why we have money. That's why we have me. That's why we have other people. Is was something that was legitimately in the best interest of the football team. Okay, so the simple answer is he's still the best man for the job, regardless of when that next Super Bowl comes. Mm-hmm. Not everybody makes the Super Bowl. No. Right? Like not how it works. But all 32 teams have to have coaches that they believe in that snapshot in time are the best coach. Is Sean Payton going to win a Super Bowl in Denver? I have no idea. But if you like, so, so why is he there? Mm-hmm. If you're not sure he's going to be the Super Bowl coach, why mm-hmm. is he there? Well, why was Urban Meyer there in Jacksonville? Did someone really? They thought he was the right coach. It was wrong. Yeah. Some people get these things wrong. Not everyone, right. nobody's perfect. Not even us, the Six Rings guys. Not even Tom Curran. Nope. Uh, last two real quick, John Murray. Everyone keeps talking about DeAndre Hopkins as a receiver option for the Patriots. He's old and expensive. What are your thoughts on Deontay Johnson from the Steelers? Now, is he a building block? Is he a pillar for their offense going forward? There was the story that perhaps Deontay Johnson had a bit of a scrape this past season, uh, and may have, uh, thrown hands at, uh, Mitch Trubisky because he was unhappy with the number of targets he was getting in a game. Is Deontay Johnson long for the Steelers? Could he be had? Uh, he may be had. I don't think he's a number one receiver, personally. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a adding a a complimentary talent, a, a guy who, yeah, can play, but I, I would not put him on the T. Higgins. Some people give me pushback on T. Higgins. They think he's a 1A or a B receiver, a number two, blah, 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 really good too. I personally think he's a one. I think if you put him on a team where he doesn't have Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson and Devontae Adams, he's the alpha. He's the number mm-hmm. one receiver. Mm-hmm. 
I don't even DeAndre Hopkins, when he returned from his suspension, was as good as anybody last year, was as good as anybody. Yes, he was on an offense that was an absolute mess, which is why I prioritize him, because you can give up likely a day two pick to get him. Yeah. And we know he's going to be in good shape because he although the the somebody actually poo pooed my idea that we know he's willing to do anything to stay in good shape, like. Maybe he already got suspended, so now he's off the stuffs because he can't afford to. And now you, he's right, going to get old right. fast. It's an interesting now. theory, but no, we I already have think... Deontay Johnson. We have the discount version of Deontay Johnson and Kendrick Bourne. Yeah, I, I, would... I, no, no, I'm not. No, no, that feels like more lateral. Yeah, like being cheap, throwing like bodies at it and hoping one of them. No, no, no. I want to. I want to go after a guy that I feel like changes everything. The lead domino that lets all the other dominoes fall into place. And I don't think he's that. Oh, Deontay Johnson. Just for the record. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's see. Uh, he's got the. Uh, let's see. Twenty touchdowns in his four seasons in the NFL. Three thousand six hundred forty yards. Averages eleven yards a catch. The longest catch ever is fifty yards. Nah, hard pass. Last well, I mean, one. He's fine, but he's, he's fine. Yeah, he's a fine receiver, but I'm not going after him to like reset the wide receiver room. No, yeah. thanks. Uh, lastly, Cecil Linker. What if Brady goes to the Hall of Fame as a Buccaneer? Is that the greatest FU of all time? Well, but it doesn't really work that way. I mean, it would be the greatest FU yeah. of all time if he somehow I know. made it clear he's going in as a buck. That would be dinky. And I don't put it past him because he's a dink. No, sometimes. don't you dare. And he's kind of a dink sometimes. I, would he really so much so that he would be more grateful towards the organization that embraced him after the 20 years where he made a name, uh, image, celebrity likeness and spectacularness of himself? No, come on. Depends how he feels at the moment. Just like he, you know, was crapping all over cold parades and the best Super Bowl ring was the Bucks ring and all these things, you know, and then he comes back to Foxborough. He's like, I'm going to be a member of this community someday. Like he's a fraud. Depends when you ask him and where you ask him. But in the, in the NFL, you just go in with your jacket and your bust in your head. You you don't, there's no helmet. It's just on. about what you say. It's about who gives the speech and who, you know, advocates and vouches for you, who presents the nominee, you know, like, you know, will Robert Kraft hopefully still be with us long enough to knock at the door five years from now? Will it be? Will it be Bill Belichick? It's obviously not going to be the giant guy that used to do it all the time. You know, who will be the presenter for him and who will he spend more of his time in his speech talking about? I'm pretty yeah. sure it's going to be the Pats. If because I think his presenter is going to be his dad. I'd almost be stunned if it's not his dad. The uh, way he had that I'm already, see, I'm already getting worked up right now. Yeah, but or maybe it'll be Jack. Maybe the oldest boy who's going to be in college. Who did you see that photo? Um, he's taller than Edelman. He's a giant. But he's also he looks like Brady now. There was a photo I think on Valentine's he, Day that might Tom be more handsome up. than his dad. He he that kid's got a bright future ahead of him in a lot of ways. He's, yeah yeah he he, uh, he put he it this way he won't be going to the prom by he won't be the guy going no. to homecoming by himself. No, but that would be cool. But if if the Glaziers do they they still own the team? Glazers? Right? yeah yeah. Yeah. If 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 he somehow had them be his presenter, yeah, that's a giant uh, F. We riot. We riot. Yeah. I mean, I I I Canton doesn't like it burns that night. Or Bruce Arians or Byron Leftwich. Oh, or anybody, I ring anybody. the purge siren and that place burns to the ground. Maybe he has a sense of humor and has Gronk do it. Okay. All that right. I'm okay with. Yeah. Yo soy in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Oh God! It would be terrible. I don't even. We a whole. We could do a whole podcast on how bad that Gronk commercial and the kick was and everything. But we're out of time. I know it's a podcast. There's no such thing as being out of time. But we got to go. We went longer than we thought we would. But that was a ton of fun. Good job. I'm looking forward to the offseason mailbag every week with you, Andy. Thank you, Justin Turpin, our producer. Thank you guys for listening. He's at Jumbo Hart. I'm at Fitzy Gfy. You can hear us Sundays on Weei. A couple nights a week each on the Rich Keefe Show. 
And thank you, as always, for following along, playing, and help us grow this wild, ridiculous, fun, and festive Patriots community that is at Six Rings and Football Things. Until the next episode, this has been Six Rings and Football Things, brought to you by WEI Odyssey and 2400 Sports. For the Jumbo Package, I'm your old pal Fitzy. Good day, God bless, and as always, go Pats.